step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Thought Police. We're well into 2023, although, actually, it seemed like we're well into 2023. Um, I'm Mike Graham, he's Kevin O'Sullivan. All right. Um, but it's only a week ago that it was bloody New Year. Yeah, we'll cool. talk about that uh, coming up a bit later on in Patreon. Uh, if yeah. you're not a member of the Patreon club, you might want to join in. Uh, it's not very much money at all, and it's very good indeed. Uh, this podcast, however, is brought to you by Dave Johnson, the boss of Suitable Choices. Uh, we'll talk more about him and Suitable Choices, which is a great mortgage company, uh, coming up a little bit later on. But Kev, um, there's only one story in town, really, isn't there? And I'm afraid... The Petulant Prince. The Petulant Prince... Um, or as somebody said, Harry Potty uh, yeah. and the Halfwit Prince, yeah, yeah. which could be the title of his next book. Prince Harry, the Spare. Yeah. Um, is it Spare or the Spare? The spare. Well, the book's called Spare. Just Spare. I mean, the one that got uh, accidentally put on sale in Spain, of course, is called El Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love, the, not way, actually, yeah, they, they I love actually, the way that Spanish, they just add an O to something and put L in front of it. And <laughs> that, that's was like, kinda, you know, <laughs> that was more me, really. <laughs> no, it's, but, it's actually the, sp- the Spanish for In the Shadows. Yes. It's interesting around the world that Spare has been translated in different ways. But that was the fucking cock-up of all time. Someone working for a Spanish book chain uh, is in big trouble. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because, I mean, I imagine the effects on the sales. The sales, of course, big off Tuesday of this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine you're not going to buy the book now because you've already read all of it, I mean, basically. Uh, you know, I mean, what uh, else can he say that he hasn't already said? Well, we're talking the day after or the morning after or the night before when he gave his interview to Tom Bradby yeah. and, indeed, Anderson Cooper. What a shit Cooper, interview that was, It was a shit interview. Uh, um, but uh, that interview, if it came at you all clean and pristine and he hadn't said anything before and we didn't know anything before, would have been sensational. But it had this sort of serious feel of deja vu. Yes. Uh, Bradby, in fairness, did the interview before we found out exactly what was in the book. Yeah. Uh, but it was still a shit interview. Yes. Because he read the book, as far as he told us, right? Yeah, he but did. He no, he made a big point of it. he didn't seem to mention the Taliban. It's a fucking right? unbelievable. Which has been the big story, really, yeah. from last weekend, hasn't yeah. it? But the fact is that, you know, not only has Prince Harry pissed off the British public, pissed off his own family, pissed off the king uh, and the heir to the throne yeah. and his wife, because it's her birthday this week, yeah. you know, Kate Middleton's yeah. birthday. Yeah. So he's obviously chosen this fucking week to do it. Yep. Absolute horrific fucking... Happy decision. birthday, right. Kate. Happy birthday, Kate. <laughs> You know, you were always horrible to my wife. And I wonder why he keeps referring to her as my wife. Somebody's obviously told him 
that it's better to say my wife all the time the instead Megan. of Megan because Meg- it makes it sound like he's protecting her or some bullshit, right? Yeah. But so there's no mention of the fact that he's now upset the Taliban to such an extent that fucking Anjum Chowdhury and various other people uh, and your mate Pen Farthing yeah. uh, are now suddenly in fucking danger. Well, as you know, I spoke right? to I spoke to Pen Farthing yesterday on weekend breakfast. He's That's, the guy who rescued all yeah, the Yeah, he's the, the animal welfare guy. Former Marine commando, served two terms in Afghanistan. You know, a serious proper, dude, proper serious dude, dude yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, and one of uh, the military veterans, the many military veterans who would never tell you how many people he'd killed. Uh, but yeah, Penn is fucking furious with him uh, because, as we all said about the Taliban revelation, his Taliban kill count, uh, this puts a target. Uh, on so many people's back, including mm. Harry's, including Meghan's, including his kids. Yeah. Uh, and Penn Farthing, uh, who's now animal welfare worker, he runs an animal sanctuary in Kabul. So has he gone back there? No, he was there? in Kabul. Right. The moment Harry uh, revealed, I killed 25 Taliban, uh, people were in touch with pen and said you've got to get the fuck out of Kabul right now yeah right now this is serious so to his fury pen farthing had to up stumps and get to the fucking airport and get out of Afghanistan again specifically for because of what Harry said mm. so uh, pen spoke to me yesterday on air and he said he said diplomatic said he was very disappointed in the prince yeah. uh, he said he was always been a royalist but no more right. uh, he said he's done two things here he's put me in danger he's put so many people in danger around the world uh, and uh, he's broken a sacred military code you do not boast about how many enemy warriors you killed. You just don't do it. And that's what half the reason we respect them so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't burden us with the terrible things that they've seen. Right. What a, you know, I, we mustn't resort to insulting Harry and Meghan today because that would be to stoop to his level. But well, what, he did, what he did him. there, frankly, was awful. Yeah, I don't mind insulting him at all. I, I just all right, think, cuntish. You know, well, I mean, you can certainly call them, uh, call it cuntish behaviour, but I think the point about all of this is that, you know, their narrative is that they've been badly treated, you know, I mean, yeah. they don't have such a bad life considering oh, how badly treated they've God. been, you know, and he just goes on and on on so much of the interview um, because I decided to live tweet it last night, which I've yeah. never really done anything like that before. Yeah. It was quite a weird experience for me because I sort of lost interest after about the first hour. <laughs> and people would go, why have you stopped? I'm, like, oh, I'm asleep. Because I'm bored shitless. I've drifted off. Because you know, actually the last, I mean, it was an hour and a half, wasn't it? Yeah. Or an hour and 40 hour minutes. An hour and a half, yeah. Um, the, last, the last kind of 15 minutes, I'd sort of zoned out. I sort of glazed over. It was kind of like, it's just this it was, boring monotone. It was boring, and, wasn't and it? And also Bradby, right? He's his mate. He said they've been friends for 20 years, yeah. right? Obviously, he gave uh, the, 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 the prince... Uh, the, the, an easy look, ride. Look, well, one, an easy ride, but also I think he gave him a look at what the questions were going to be. Yeah, um, no, he had to. He had and, to there were no, the and there were no kind of spontaneous follow-ups, no. right? Which I presume was an agreement that they made. Because surely Bradby's not that shit of a journalist that he just basically doesn't say anything. Like, for example, when he went... Uh, let's talk about the Oprah interview where you said that somebody in the royal family was racist. No, we didn't. And he goes, right, <laughs> and then he goes, right, and then nothing. Instead remember, of saying, well, hang on, here's what you said to Oprah, because we played it out again today, because we thought we wanted to have a revisit. Yeah, it. I heard, yeah. She says that somebody said to Harry, 
what's the colour of the baby's skin going to and be? And that caused concern. And that caused, there was troubling words, concern. You yeah. know, they didn't actually say racist. But I remember at the time thinking, hang on a minute, that sounds like a bullshit story yeah. to me because you, you're not saying who it is. He says, I'll never discuss who it was. I'll never reveal it. He now talks about it again in this interview. And it said today, uh, he says, oh, no, they weren't, there's nobody racist in the royal family. Why didn't he fucking say it then? Yeah, but it also goes on to say that um, they're guilty of unconscious bias. Now, to be unconsciously biased is to be racist. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Unconscious bias is about, it's at the centre of all these lefties' arguments. It's that awful catch-all that when you go, I'm not racist... You are, but you don't know it. Right. Uh, that's unconscious bias. Yeah, unconscious but these are the sort of wankers that think yeah, everybody's but, so, racist, so, yeah, but, yeah, well, of course they do. And of course, you can't get out of it when you go, well, I'm not a fucking racist, actually. You just don't know you are. Well, fuck off. Mm. Anyway, uh, Harry uh, says the royal family are not racist. I know I was in that family, but they are unconsciously biased. Mm. That's racism. So the accusation from Harry and Meghan that the royal family are racist still exists right now and it never went away and the fucking British media once again fall for it. Oh, Harry says that he didn't say they were racist. Yes, she, yes, he fucking did and he still is saying they're racist. Let's get real. Well, he's giving a very different set of answers, is he not, in America to the ones he's giving in oh, this country as Better well. interviews Because the in interviews America. in America are getting more out of him, actually. Yeah. Because, you know, when he talks to the guy from Good Morning America, uh, GMA, um, he basically says he doesn't think he can ever come back to Britain and he alleges and suggests that there's some third party, he doesn't refer mm, to who, yeah. presumably he means William, uh, who won't let him come back and who won't allow him to have a role in the royal family. When Bradby asked him about yeah. it, he said, oh, I'd quite like to still be part of the monarchy. I still believe in it. Yeah. So which is it? You can't so, give two different fucking versions of events, can you? Yeah, well, but you have to say, although uh, he too omitted the best story, which is the Taliban kill count yeah. story. Uh, Anderson Cooper for CBS 60 but Minutes. But was that another one that Anderson was recorded Cooper, I think before. I'm right in saying that Anderson Cooper's uh, Tommy Cooper's son. That's um, right, yeah. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you've got a bit of a connection I, to the royal family. I'm a family racist. Just like that. Ah! Um, was it Terry Cooper, former left-back for Leeds United? No, Henry Cooper, the boss. Oh, Henry Cooper. Yeah, yeah of course. You, na Cooper. you named the Cooper. Yeah. Um, no, but Anderson Cooper did a much better interview and really fucking nailed him on Camilla. Right. So we get this stuff in the CBS interview. Harry specifically says she's an evil woman right. who plotted her way to the throne and briefed against him left, right and centre. You know, I don't know Camilla, but I know lots of people who do. And you can just see she's not that type of woman. No. She, she's never briefed anyone in her fucking well, life. Well, he's obsessed with this briefing. This is his big complaint. They spent their whole time briefing against me. Do fuck off. You know, nobody gives a shit about Harry. Nobody ever did. You know, why would anybody spend any time at all briefing against him? He's a fucking non-entity. Yeah. He's nobody at the end of the day. The only reason this is a big story is because of the shit that he's flying, that he's flinging at everybody else. Yeah. That's the reason it's a story. And then uh, he, he was also, Anderson Cooper also asked him, uh, you know, uh, 
why don't you give if you don't like the royal family so much being in it so much why don't you give up your royal titles as yeah. the Duke and Duchess of Sussex Harry says because it would make no difference well it might not make any difference to you Harry but uh, for all the people back here in Britain uh, we would at least be able to say good for King Charles mm. he kicked back he punched back just like Harry should have punched back when William uh, hit him yeah, but his and he fell on, fell on the what kind of a fucking twat does that oh you get hit by your brother fall on a dog bowl here's what you should have done at that point Harry get up and punch the fucker back the, what did he do oh, oh I've been hit by my brother hello is that my therapist I might have fucking been therapist. to hit William with the fucking dog bowl you know, to be honest. Exactly. We had some great uh, messages from people the day that that story broke. People saying the most incredible things about it. I'm sure you've probably got stories like it. I mean, my sister and I used to fight. I remember yeah, when she was um, sibling taller than me because she was a couple of years older than me. And the fighting all stopped when she had me in a fucking headlock. And, and you I, beat she her. Was, no, well, she was slightly taller than me. So I went like that and hit, hit, <laughs> hit her in the face of the top of my head and fucking split her lip. And there was fucking blood everywhere. My dad comes out. He starts beating me up, fucking drags me down the hallway. Yeah. And then my mother was like, that's not fair. Yeah. So she goes and starts yeah. walloping. So you punched your mother. You know, it was a great scene. You know, about half an hour later. The family the whole beating family, each other. You know, well, we are Scottish. Like a cartoon, you know, you know like legs and arms in the air. But, you know, that's what fucking happens. You know, nobody, you know, gets worked yeah. up about it. it and was that's fucking that life, was what know. was so pathetic about, you know, we've had this uh, um, appearing on various shows uh, where these Harry and Ma- Meghan fan club pricks all go, oh, yeah. this is very, very serious. serious the yeah. heir to the throne is such a violent man. Yeah. I'll get over it. It's two fucking brothers fighting. Yes. Uh, I think you'll find it happens quite a lot. I wouldn't take it too seriously. Also, in the olden days, they used to fucking have lancing tournaments or duels or something, didn't they? Yeah, like, you'd kill each other. Yeah. You know, that's basically what they're two doing. Two brothers jousting. Yeah, jousting. That's what they should have done. In fact, that would be better television than watching fucking Harry being interviewed by fucking Tom Fuckface. Yeah. You know, actually get them in the fucking old knight's outfits yeah. and get on the top of horses but, and running it. But each what other. about, I mean, you know, his capacity for complaint is fucking it's epic, shouldering. isn't yeah. it? So, you know, there was ha- Harry, if you... Know, about the lip gloss, yeah, like well, Kate wouldn't give her some lip yeah, gloss. Yeah, well, Ooh, that, off. and then it's like, Harry, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're a, a big fan. I know Megan likes it's it. It's been a going lot. a lot longer than their fucking yeah, yeah, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more interesting than them, to say the <laughs> least. Uh, you will find that in the real world, uh, when we get to be grown-ups, when we leave school and university, that we have to get jobs and we have to find our own accommodation and then we have to pay for it. Uh, is this fucker, right, moaning about the fact they gave him this fantastic apartment in Kensington Palace, which he concedes had very big windows. Wasn't big but, enough. But it. the problem is, you know, somebody kept parking in front of the windows <clears throat> so he didn't get enough light. Oh, boo fucking who? Pass me the world's smallest violin. Christ almighty. Yeah. Is there nothing he won't complain about? And by the way, of course, that fabulous apartment in one of London's best addresses was for him Fucking Bakshi, completely yeah. free. Also, Christ almighty. I mean, and also free parking, which in the middle of London is not a bad fucking thing to have. Uh, it reminds me of that, because um, I mean, wouldn't it be funny if somebody was actually fucking deliberately parking something there just to piss him off? <laughs> Maybe they be, did. That would be It was thing. a big grey Land Rover, by the way. Do you remember fucking... Um, <laughs> 
that feud between Jimmy Page and Robbie Williams yeah. and fucking Jimmy Page ordered some scaffolding company that had a name that was either Robbie Scaffolding or Williams or something. He made them fucking... Williams and Cunt. Them, he paid them to fucking park outside his house as a fucking eyesore for, for the whole fucking year, you know, and he couldn't get rid of them. But, by but the way, you know, that's the kind of thing I would do. But also, the other, the other brilliant one, if, it's true, if it is true that this happened, if it's in fact true that uh, William told him to wear the Nazi uniform, what a great stitch-up that is. Can you imagine old Harry going, oh, what do you think, uh, Wills? Do you think I should wear a Nazi? Oh, definitely, yeah, that'll be fucking... That'll go down really well. Yeah, yeah. Wear the fucking Nazi suit, you stupid but, little twat. Uh, Asking William and Kate, should I wear the Nazi? He actually asked him, should I wear this Nazi uniform or some other fucking <laughs> costume? Yeah. Uh, and they said the Nazi one, the Nazi one sounds funny. Uh, he's interpreted that. He's changed that into William and Kate forced me yes. to wear Nazi uniform. No, fault. they fucking didn't. Right? No, they fucking didn't. It's that, you know, there's the, the fucking contradictions but in this story. That's the question that, that Bradby could have asked him. Yeah. You know, why do you blame everything on everybody else? Yeah. Why does your responsibility kick in at yeah. any point? At what point have you been responsible for anything you've ever done? Because yeah, yeah. apparently he's not responsible for anything. Yeah. Is he? But to go back to the parking, the Land Rover parking in front of his windows, <laughs> he said <laughs> it was down to some, it was down to some uh, royal aide who Edward. lived there with his wife. And <laughs> the other thing he moaned about was that this guy's wife uh, apparently had her hair cut in her apartment above his. Right. And then when the hair was, she'd had the hair cut off, she chucked it out the window <laughs> and it all blew into Harry's apartment. <laughs> and he says he was sitting there with his, his mate having a drink and they were all spitting the hair out of their fucking <laughs> mouths. Oh, fucking idiots. But I mean, the, the, the depths to which he has gone into the detail of everything ludicrous right like i don't care whether he's fucking circumcised then he claims he had frostbite of the cock when he was at the fucking wedding yeah. how can you get frostbite of your cock surely to christ if it was frostbitten it would turn black and fall well at off, least it'd it? be stiff well yeah but it would it would fall off nice and it? hard you know yeah. lovely wouldn't it be wouldn't it fall <laughs> off though? well it, yeah it can do it can do but I mean, you can recover from can you frostbite i sometimes. thought if you got frostbite the but fingers, i mean i suspect he, fell off. i suspect he's gilding the todger there gilding the lily i suspect it, well i think it, all of it is a gilding of the it, lily of course isn't it? It the is. whole fucking of thing of course it is it's all absolute and utter tosh right the stuff about how um you know oh my my wife was never liked from the beginning well that's because you're not very yeah. fucking likable you know guess what that's why nobody fucking likes her. That's why she hasn't got any family and why she hasn't got any friends. Yeah. You know, and she has to keep finding new ones everywhere she goes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, as you quite rightly say, Mike, uh, uh, thanks, Harry, but we really don't need to know that you and uh, Harry are circumcised. As somebody tweeted into me yesterday, said, uh, uh, the, 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 the revelation about um, Harry and uh, William getting circumcised, I'm surprised that made the final cut. Very good. <laughs> uh, and uh, one thing I would say, though, now that we know he's circumcised, fucking brave of Harry to go and fight in Afghanistan without a helmet. Yes, very good. Have you been saving these up? I have. I've got yeah. loads more. Fuck I'm here all know. week. Sorry to hear I'll that. get my coat. Uh, uh, yeah, but I mean, the other thing, um, of course, is that all of this was being written while he was complaining about the fact that he was being frozen out. While he was complaining, you know, I remember when uh, they came over for <laughs> the Queen. I mean, his dick frozen up. Well, when they, were, when, they were, when they were over for the Queen's funeral, which happened by accident, by the way, because as I always point out, they weren't going to go and see her. 
Yeah. She happened to die while they were here, so they happened to be here. Yeah. But he moans about not being able to get to the plane to get up to Balmoral. Uh-huh. But nobody else did either. Nobody else saw her before she died. Apart Charles and uh, Anne, because they were already, they were already up there. there. But yeah. he wasn't fucking slighted, right? Yeah, he wasn't, exactly. And his wife wasn't invited up there because neither was Kate. Yeah. Because that was just the way it's they a, did you things. Know, it's and, a, you know, somebody was saying to me today, well, blood relatives know, in those terrible situation for him having to walk behind his mother's coffin. And, you know, wasn't it Fucking dreadful? Get over well, it. listen, you're in the royal family, mate. You know, there are, there are swings and roundabouts. I'm sorry that you had to suffer tragedy. But here's some compensation for you. You get to live in a free house for the rest of your fucking life. You don't have to have a fucking job. And you've got millions and millions of pounds at your disposal. And loads of cars and fucking private jets. And everything you can fucking possibly want. Um, so that's the fucking compromise. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just fucking get over it. Deal yeah. with it. And he goes, oh, the shocking thing. So William had to walk behind the, ca- at the coffin as well. William lost a mother as well. Mm. He doesn't spend his entire life saying, woe is me, my mum is dead. Mm. All very sad. Sympathy for Harry because he's still clearly traumatised about this. But most of us get over the deaths of our parents because it's a fact of fucking well, life. because you fucking have to. Deal with because it. Because for you most know? people, you have a life that you have to get on with or you have children that you have to raise or you have family commitments that you have to make. He doesn't have any of that because he barely has to fucking worry about his kids yeah. because he's got hot and cold running nannies everywhere. Yeah. You know, don't forget, they came here, him and Megan, and they spent about, what, a month or so here yeah. without their kids? Yeah. Now, yeah. you know, you don't do that as a parent. You don't just leave royal your fucking tradition. kids. You know, royal tradition. Royal abandon, fuck the kids. Abandon <laughs> your kids, send them to fucking boarding school where they get rogered senseless and fucking <laughs> scarred for the rest of their lives and made to jump into <laughs> ice-cold <laughs> fucking rivers. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. That's not what I call fucking parenting. I'm sure that's you not know. happening to Harry and Megan's kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying it's happening to them. I'd be a little over the I'm, top, no, but point taken. But it happened to fucking Charles. He was moaning about well, We don't know he got Roger's sense. Well, he probably did. There's a pretty good chance. I mean, I've met, <laughs> I've met plenty of people who went to boarding school, right? And they're all fucked up. They're yeah. all fucking... And the women that have been known them, because as you can imagine... Some of them, I've shagged their wives, right? They've yeah. all said they're all fucked up sexually. And their dogs. They're all fucked up sexually, you know, yeah. because they go to boarding school and there is a huge fucking case to be made that it's actually um, rather fucking horrendous for people yeah. because the, there's a culture, one, of bullying, but also, two, of fucking rape. Well, Sorry, you it know, goes on. You know, is that good, you know, he, he, I would never send one of my kids to boarding well, school. Philip, Philip said, well, Royals obviously happens to them, but uh, um, so he went to Gordonston. Yeah. Philip said, go to Gordonson, that'll toughen you up. And in those days, it really was fucking 24-7 boot camp. Uh, and a certain mutual friend of ours, who I will not name at this point, no. uh, went to I'll Gord- never name him no, to no. say that. I'll tell you, I'll tell you I'll what. I'll never name I'll him. I'll never say who it is. Yeah. No, only to spare his blushes. But he was there with Charles. He was a school friend of Charles. Oh, yeah. And Charles said, well, one of the terrible things about Gordonston is I was terribly bullied while I was there. And I said to our mutual friend, why was he bullied? He said, because he was a total wanker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know, remember Don Mackay, who we've spoken about before? He used to go and stay in Balmoral, Well, no, you know, but he he became very good friends because of his wife. His wife was an actress. Yeah. Um, Uh, What was her name again? uh, uh, Nicola... Yes. I'll remember it in a minute. Nicola, somebody or other. Anyway, he was a reporter at the Mirror, this sort of hard-bitten Scottish uh, Glasgow-born, actually Edinburgh-born hack. Um, whose bark was much worse than his bite. But um, she was um, 
somehow connected to a play that the Prince's Trust was involved in. She met Charles. Well, some, it was um, charity work. They yeah. did charity work. Yeah, no, together. but the reason they came into contact was because she met Charles at one of these, you know, official lineups because she was in a play in the West End and he turned up and they started talking and she started doing stuff with the Prince's Trust and all this. Anyway, so unbeknownst to, to Mackay, they'd become quite good friends and they used to exchange letters and, you know, so he loves to write to people and all that. And eventually he gets a, a, a note in the post inviting him to fucking Highgrove. Him and her are invited to Highgrove for the weekend. Um, and of course, because he was at the Mirror, he thought, maybe they don't fucking realise that I'm a journalist, you know. Um, so he rang them up and they said, oh no, we know who you are, it's fine. Um, you can still come. And so he said you had to go and then tell Piers. And Piers is like, well, you've got to fucking write about it. He says, oh, I can't. I can't promise to go there and promise them not to do anything about it. Have you got her name? Nicola McAuliffe. Nicola McAuliffe, that's right. I think she... Is she still alive? She oh, yeah, yeah. No, she's a nice woman. She's a, she's a great actress. Very... Uh, she was quite very a refined... Actor, very, very unlike the sort of woman you'd have expected very Shakespearean, John to yeah. marry, you know, because he was a bit rough and ready. Um, yeah, no, he but, used to go he used to go to Balmoral for the weekend. Yeah. And, uh, well, they used to go... Well, this was one of the first times they went to um, to Highgrove, and I guess it was must have been around the time when they were still a story, because... He talked about how he was inside the house and she's apparently very bawdy, likes to tell a lot of dirty jokes. Yes. It was very funny. Um, and they were all sort of having a great laugh. And it turned out there was some Fleet Street hacks outside um, doorstepping them, outside the fucking main gates. And at Highgrove, it's one of those kind of long drives. So they, they, they came up with this wizard wheeze that, that Mackay should go out and tell them all to fuck off. So they'd all be absolutely <laughs> That's quite funny. Though, right? And it was when, what's his name, Whitaker was around. Yeah who um i'm gonna have to ask you to leave who camilla used to refer to as a big fat red tomato yeah. and he was the royal correspondent for the mirror james whittaker That's diana diana very, called very it. florid diana called him the red tomato anyway yeah. so he wanders out and tells them all to fuck off and they're like what are you fucking doing there and he was like well i've been invited for the weekend and nobody could quite believe it and i think in the end he ended up writing something but he said that they were a lovely couple that he got on really well with them and they just had a really nice yeah. weekend. And yeah, well, it was all I, I very normal. To, I know. went to Don's funeral, and uh, one of the uh, banner moments uh, was when they read out uh, a, a long and fulsome tribute from Prince Charles. Really? You know, how much they always enjoyed his company, yeah. and, uh, you know, what a great guy he was. Uh, that, mean, that means that uh, King Charles must uh, enjoy standing around pubs drinking nine pints in a row. <laughs> and then get you to a fight. <laughs> <laughs> and get into a fight, which uh, he would lose. Yes. Uh, Don ne never actually got to the point of throwing a punch. No, he never did. He, he just threatened it all the his time. His party piece was to take his front teeth out and stick them in your beer, which was his kind of method yeah. of throwing down the gauntlet. And, then he and most people would go, he did it to me once, and I just threw the fucking beer over him. I was like, you fucking twat, give me another beer. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, and, he, yeah, and every time, uh, you know, he, 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 he approached life from the view that all English guys are terrified of violent, loud-speaking Scotsmen, uh, but uh, I've got bad news for them. We're not. No. Uh, and it's also uh, worse news. So Don, Don, Don was, was always, all right, fucking Mackay, then come on then. Give it your best <laughs> shot. Ah, me, I'm only kidding. Yeah, yeah well, sure you are. It was the same when he came up to Glasgow and I was working in Glasgow because it turned out he was from Edinburgh. And of course, if you're in Glasgow, you get it, you fucking soft cunt. Fuck you. And nobody gave a fuck when he was supposed to be hard man because yeah, yeah. he was from fucking Edinburgh. Yeah. Wrong not, side of town. Not only was he from Edinburgh, uh, there was a bloke, right? So when I, when I was a showbiz editor in the Mirror, we were right next to the city department. I remember it well. And there was this big, taciturn Scottish guy, nice guy. Right. Uh, it was like deputy city editor called Kevin Riley. 
And he, ne- he hardly ever said anything, yeah. old Kev, but he was a nice bloke. Uh, and uh, uh, Mackay was strutting around the office. Yeah, fucking, can you see that again? I threw you out of not, not to Riley, some other. I threw you out of fucking window. So I said, uh, I sort of said, just sort of said to no one in particular, fucking Mackay and his stupid threats. Like every, anyone's scared of him, his fucking angry, dangerous Scotsman act. What a load of shit. And this guy, Kevin Riley, went, I'll tell you about Don McKay. Uh, I went to school with him. Uh, I lived in the rough bit of Edinburgh. Yeah. He lived in the posh houses where all the millionaires... <laughs> he lived in the flash right. area. He, he was a posh boy in Edinburgh. Yeah, right. Simple as that. Exactly right. But well, all Scots can fight. I mean, it's as simple as that. Then Mackay wasn't really one of them. No, no. He was one of the few that terrified of fighting. fucking shitting himself. Um, but, but anyway... Let's get back to Harry, anyway. Yeah, back, to, back to Harry. Um, the bottom line about this book is that I think they've blown the gaff, right? There's nothing left to say. I mean, I'd be amazed if when the book comes out tomorrow there's anything in it that we don't already know, yeah. which is bound to have a bad effect on the sale, which is bound to have a bad effect on his fucking um, sale-worthiness, if you like. I think Netflix would also be pretty pissed off about the fact that they did this whole fucking yeah. series with yeah. them, and not one of these stories was in it. Not one, yeah. right? That's the only true. thing that's interesting... That's the only thing that's interesting... Um, about Harry is some of the stories that he's been mm. telling but none of that's in the Netflix documentary and there's no, for there's which no, they got paid even more money uh, uh, yeah, I right? mean and it's really telling that, that the audience for the ITV interview on all 95 minutes of it mm. uh, probably 90 minutes I want you to take the commercials out uh, only a really pretty average audience just over 4 million yeah. that's, not, that's not much uh, beaten by a drama on BBC One. So, you know, there you go. People, well, I, you people know, are getting sick to, of this shit. I spoke to a, a young woman this morning who was the daughter of somebody in the office who'd come in for the day. She's in her 20s. She's like a hairdresser or something like that. And I said, and we were watching a bit of the TV uh, this morning, and I said, so what do you think of Prince Harry? She said, I don't really know much about him. Yeah. This and is, I said, you know, oh, really? So, like, a lot of ordinary people, actually, because they're not, you know, they're not obsessed with it like we are, a lot of people are just like, who the fuck is he? And they don't really care. And let's dismiss this carefully constructed narrative uh, put out by the Harry and Mer- Meghan fan club, who are, are fucking obsessive. Oh, yeah. I mean, as, as oh, I they sa- think these are the next Martin Luther as, King Jr. As you I know. said to you last week, on the, last Friday on the telly, I mean, if this fucker Harry strangled a puppy... Uh, this lot will go, oh, well, the puppy had it coming. Yeah, you yeah. know, it wasn't Harry's fault. Uh, nothing, he, they, they just want to venerate this couple, uh, forgetting that there's a fucking reason that we don't like them. It's because they keep telling lies about the royal family and about us as British people. They say we're all racist. There's a fucking reason we don't like these cunts. But they're, they're going to... You know, these books are going to come out. Megan's going to write a book. He's going to write another book. And it's going to go on and on and on. Yeah, but don't you think that after all of this, the, the hunger for it will have dissipated to some extent? Well, that, as I say... And when she writes her book, yeah. it will have to be more about her yeah. struggle, you know, against it the will. odds and how she managed to become... <laughs> Someone, yeah, but when she came from such humble beginnings, which actually weren't that fucking humble, they anyway. weren't that humble. She wasn't, as uh, they said, straight out of Compton by any bloody means. No. Uh, but uh, last night's ratings 4.1 million show beaten that, by Happy Valley, yeah, right? beaten by Happy Valley show that the public 
Uh, I've had just about enough of this fucking guy. Uh, you know, I think ITV thought they were going to break all records. Yeah. Don't forget when... Do you know what else I thought was a bit weird yeah. about ITV? Was that the thing finished, right? Now, normally, surely what you would do is after that, would you not have a fucking show analysing... A special panel show. Yeah. yeah. Like, instead, 10-minute news bulletin. Instead, they had a quick news bulletin and some other shite came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you make the fucking most of it? I would have done, yeah. Do they not know what they're doing I at ITV? Done. Yeah, well, no, basically. <laughs> it's just TV people, aren't they? Yeah. Well, because the English thing, um, uh, where he says he doesn't want to come back, he doesn't think he can come back, he's calling to the, uh, uh, the American interview yeah, with GMA, yeah. right? He says to, to Tom... However, that he thinks that he wants to come back and he think, still likes the monarchy, wants to be part of it. Well, sorry, I don't actually think anybody here wants him back, do they? You'd have to be pretty fucking brave. Plus, particularly because he's a walking fucking suicide bomb, I don't really think uh, we fancy him coming to the coronation, do you? Well, if he comes to the coronation, eh? it, uh, that'll really be too Man, dangerous. It's fucking dangerous. He can't come now. It's fucking dangerous if he comes. Uh, but, I mean, it's just so weird, isn't it? You're just watching this clearly damaged individual who's got serious mental health issues uh, and indulging him with this kind of avalanche of complaints about everything that ever fucking happened to him. And he's too, he's too thick to realise his position. He posi- really is stupid. Yeah, he's too thick to realise his position of privilege. You know, we've got a cost of living crisis. This guy's going, my room in the palace wasn't big enough. Mm. Then they gave me a cottage in the palace. It wasn't big Which enough. It wasn't actually a cottage. You know, yeah. Well, maybe we should end on this thing that came out yesterday. Uh, the truth about Prince Harry. He didn't kill 25 Taliban. He captured them. He held them for hours, whinging and moaning about the problems of his life. Then the Taliban shot themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, before... Yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Before we... Uh, well, they fucking would have done, yeah. But before we leave, we, sh- we should have a, a little defence of the British press. Yes. Keeps moaning about the British press. How many times did he mention the fucking British press? Well, it's all night? our fault, apparently. It's, it's all everybody else's fault, particularly the British press, who apparently made everything up, including the fact that the royal family's racist. I don't know where the fuck he gets all that from. And he has, he has no idea. You can tell. We know how the British press works. We know how royal correspondents work. Harry has not got a fucking clue. Well, the idea that he He's just made it all up. Camilla was actually physically briefing people. Well, they, they, in he the had lunch, she had lunches no. for top journalists rubbish. to brief them. Absolute rubbish. Anyway, uh, we'd like to mention once again Dave Johnson, suitable choices. Uh, do you need a mortgage? Are you moving house? Do you need financial advice? Well, don't just get someone out of the paper. Call our bona fide Thought Police approved financial advisor. Suitable Choices is an independent mortgage brokerage which covers the whole of the UK, although the company is based in sunny Kent. Not that sunny at the moment. Just outside of Margate. His tagline is straight talking, no bullshit advice. He's a man after our own hearts. Suitablechoices.co.uk is where you find him. Go, Dave. So, um, I guess that's it then. If you haven't got it already, sign up to our Patreon account and you might hear a bit more about what happened, what really happened on New Year's Eve. (laughs) This is the Thought Police. We'll see you next time. All right, fuck off. Well.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.